Have any of you heard of the Sadiq that the Prophet said, Ashabikan Najum, that my companions are like stars? And have you heard this? This hadith is totally zayf. It's even, maybe even mauzu, right? Right? Yes. This, there's this hadith, my companions are like the stars. Whoever among them you use for guidance, you will be rightly guided. Ashabikan Najum, that my companions are like stars. And this hadith has been narrated by many chains. And I will tell you, every single chain of narration contains at least one weak narrator. Alright? So, but you also have to understand that when you have a hadith, right, um, a hadith is trying to convey to you a meaning. So the meaning here, the meaning of the hadith is that you can follow the sahaba, Right? So even if I criticize the chain of narration of the hadith, the question is that the meaning of this hadith, can the meaning of this hadith be found in other hadith? That's no problem. I will show you a hadith in Sahih Muslim, where exactly the same analogy is drawn between companions and stars. In which book? Sahih Muslim. Alright? This is narrated by Abu Musa al-Ashari, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, that the Prophet ﷺ said the stars are trustees for the heavens. And when the stars fade, the heaven is brought what was promised. I.e. this is an inshar to the coming of the end of time. Right? When the stars will wane, then the heavens will be given what was promised to them. I.e. the end of time. Then the Prophet says, and I am a trustee for my sahaba. So when I go, my sahaba will be brought what was promised them. And the Muhaddisin have commented a lot on this. What does this mean? What were the Sahaba promised when the Prophet goes? Some of them say it means that they will be given success in this world, that the Islamic Empire will spread. Some have taken it the other way, that they will face internal strife and discord and division. But Baal, the Prophet said this, that I am a trustee for my companions, so when I go, my companions will be brought what was promised them. And then the Prophet says, next line, Sahih Muslim, and my companions are trustees for my community. What, how did the Prophet start the hadith? The stars are trustees for the heavens. So obviously when the Prophet says two lines later, my companions are trustees for my community, it means that for the ummah, the companions are like stars. Isn't that what the hadith means? That's the clear parallel and analogy the Prophet is trying to show. That is in Sahih Muslim. So even if the particular hadith where the Prophet said it in one blunt sentence, one explicit but the concise sentence, Ashabi kun najum, my companions are like stars, those words can only be transmitted through a chain which has at least one weak narrator. But this concept that the Prophet likens his companions to stars, that you can get in Sahih Muslim. And you should also be wary, and it's very, you know, anybody who only tells you this, that Ashabi kun najum is weak, and their purpose in that is for, to make you not think that the companions are like stars. And they're not sources of guidance for you. And then they hide from you this hadith in Sahih Muslim, where the Prophet says exactly the same meaning in different words, but exactly the same meaning, exactly the same analogy, exactly the same metaphor in a Sahih hadith. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran in Surah number 16, verse number 16, it happens to be 16, 16, and by the stars they find a way. The stars are a means of guidance. And the Prophet knew this verse, right? And the Prophet knows that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has used stars 
in the Qur'an as a metaphor, as a means of finding guidance. Hence, in Sahih Muslim is reported that the Prophet is using the metaphor of stars for his Sahaba, obviously to suggest that by means of the Sahaba you will find guidance. But they'll never show you this verse in Qur'an and they'll never show you this hadith in Sahih Muslim. Allah Akbar. Google it and you will see what I'm saying. Google my companions and like stars and fair don't do that because you will discover all other things and I don't have time to refute those things that are on the internet. Right? Right? And you know, we don't in this ummah we don't have enough time for refutation now. This is not an age of refutation. This is an age of reviving and restoring our imam. These discussions that took place upon ulama, remember also, remember your history. Always take account history, theory and practice. These discussions took place when the ummah was at its height. When the Islamic civilization was ruling this world. That's when we had time for scholarly discussions. We don't have time for that anymore. We don't have time for refutation, counter-refutation. And you will find the ulama of Ahl-Sunnah wal Jama'ah never do this. You will not find Maliki ulama traveling from Morocco and Mauritania to Pakistan and opening up institutes and foundations and trying to get people to leave Hanafi Fiqh and to become Maliki. That's ludicrous. They think that's nonsensical. You will not find Hanafi ulama traveling from Pakistan to Indonesia and Malaysia and opening up institutions and foundations and trying to get the people of Malaysians to leave Shafi Fiqh and become Hanafi. You will not find Indonesian and Malaysian Shafi ulama traveling to Turkey and Uzbekistan and opening up institutes and foundations and trying to get the Turks and Central Asians to leave Hanafi Fiqh and become Shafi. And ulama don't do this. <laughs> Unfortunately, you have some Saudi-funded and some movements setting up institutes and foundations trying to get people to leave Hanafi Fiqh. Why? <laughs> That's fitna. That's discord. You want to engage in refutation of Hanafis, then you want people like me to come and do the counter-refutation. You're, what are you doing? Don't you look at the state the Ummah is in? We never did this. This is not in our history. Nobody traveled for that reason. Nobody funded institutes and foundations for that reason. 